This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I was not planning to have a stat of the day right here, but I just saw it, and uh, I got I to gotta just get right to it because this is making my heart smile, and uh, it's really just to dog the commanders a little bit. John Kime, he covers them. He says, uh, this is a bit stunning, but Washington as a football team has averaged 20 points per game only five times since the year 2000. Uh, they're, they're 28th in points per game since that year. They've averaged fewer than 18 points per game 12 times since the year 2000. Oh, thank God. I thank God every day that I'm not a Commanders fan. Can you imagine what a nightmare that would be, Brian Broaddus? Well, they've got Eric Bieniemy now. They do. See if they figure that thing out. They do. Kind of felt like they were needed a quarterback. That's probably something else they'll they'll figure out. We'll see, you know, with with the rookie who finished off the season against the Cowboys. I have a feeling they're going to be looking a little bit, maybe a little bit stronger for one. Uh, you know, in this uh, this coming draft, sitting in a pretty good spot to maybe grab one. Well, it is the G-Bag Nation on a President's Day Monday. It's great to have you in the home of the Cowboys. Brian Broaddus, Lucius Alexander, myself, Eric Chiafalo. We'll get the general and the Wooly Bully back in the saddle coming up tomorrow, and we'll hit the Wooly Bully top 10 list of the day coming up in 20 minutes. But right now, we head out to the Diamond Factory fan hotline. We welcome in the greatness of Todd Archer, ESPN, covering our Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I wonder, Todd, do you think uh, do you thank God every day that you don't have to cover the Commanders on a daily basis? <laughs> um, that's a good one. I would say I'd be okay covering them, too, because they make as much cowboy news as the Cowboys, so... Win or lose doesn't matter as long as you're interesting, and they're interesting, I guess. Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You're just looking for storylines, and uh, there is a plethora of them. And uh, as we barrel into this NFL offseason, we have the combine around the corner, uh, decisions to be made. We were talking about Zeke earlier. Broadus is pretty convinced here that uh, Zeke in a Cowboys uniform has come and gone. And unfortunately for Zeke, his final play will be uh, that final play in San Francisco where uh, he was disguised as a center until he ended up on his back. Are you are you in agreement with Broadus? Like gut feeling, more likely than not, no Zeke. Heading into the combine, that's my gut feeling is that he's played his last snap as a cowboy, and I, and I use history a little bit as a guide, right? I mean, let's Demarcus Ware in 2013, Des Bryant in 2000. Oh gosh, when was Des? 2018, 19, 18, whatever year it was with Des. The Cowboys didn't even make offers to keep those guys on pay cut deals because they didn't want to insult them by giving them offers so low. And I could see the same thing happening when the Cowboys talk with Zeke at the combine that they're going to say, Hey, see what you can get out there. And, and good luck to you. I, I, I go, you know, you, you have a lot of money in that, in that running back room. If you're going to use a franchise tag on, on Tony Pollard, that's 10.9 or 10.09 million. Let's just call it 10.1 million. Um, what what number makes sense for the Cowboys to bring Zeke back? I think it's extremely low. And what number does it make sense for Zeke to want to come back? His effect on the locker room, to me, 
would be too it's too great to have him back on such a low contract that I just think it's it's it makes more sense to just cut bait and let him uh, continue his career somewhere somewhere else. Todd, is that the most interesting Cowboy decision in your mind for this offseason, or is there a different one? Um, I, I would say that's the most interesting one just because of everything that went into them drafting Zeke in 2016 and then the contract extension that, that they gave him in 2019 that, and how all that stuff played out. It's the most interesting, but it's not the only question. I think there's some things they need to figure out with Tyron Smith. I think there's some things they need to figure out with their free agents uh, that they got coming up. If this is a draft and develop team, you want to develop them for yourselves, not for other guys. So they have to start figuring out how to get these guys that they've developed under contract the way they used to do it, not even in that far distant past with guys like Ware and Terrence Newman and Brady James and Jason Witten and Tony Romo and, you know, Jay Ratliff, all these guys that they were able to keep before they got to their second contract. Uh, they have to figure that out again. And I don't know, I don't know how you really go about it other than, you know, just give them everything they want. And that, then that leads you into a place against the cap that you don't want to go. So I'm interested to me, another interesting storyline to me is what you do with guys that are now eligible for the big time contracts. And that's CD lamb, Trayvon Diggs, and even Biotis to a, to an extent. Um, how do you go about getting those guys under deal deals before they're able to test free agency. And to me, the number one guy to go get right now and done is C.D. Lamb because you know what he is and the number's not going to go any lower. This is the year to me that you try and do everything you can to get Lamb to an extension. Yeah, Todd, you open it up for me to ask you this question then. Who is going to be the harder of the contracts to try and get done, Lamb or Diggs? Both can be hard. Uh, So harder, I would say, coming to an agreement, I would say, or probably Trayvon Diggs because you can look at Trayvon's game and the interceptions and the impact that he has in, in, in uh, covering guys and, and shutting guys down and, and all that and say, man, he should, he warrants this. Right. But then you can also look at some situations where you say, well, he doesn't tackle very much. He doesn't hit very much. And you look at it from the CD. Now, now turn it to CD. What doesn't he do well that you would say, ah, got some questions there. I, I don't know. There's not as I'm sure there are some, but there's certainly not as many or th- that you can think of off the top of your head like you can with Trayvon. So I would say the Diggs contract are probably more difficult, and that's why you, you have to sign one or the other. And I realize Diggs, you, you got the fifth year option on, so you get an extra year. Um, I, I think Lamb is more of the sure bet in in my opinion through the first three years of their careers. So he's the guy I try and get done first, and then worry about Trayvon after that, and you can. You know, you can use the franchise tag on him after this year if you, if that's the direction you want to go. Todd, is there any thought in your mind about with Pollard? And I know you'll start to, when you get to the combine, you'll start to catch up on, you know, the players at certain positions, the running backs. I, I've seen them, several of them. It's a, it looks like a deep draft with the running backs. And would there be any thought about not tagging Pollard and taking a chance that somebody wouldn't sign him? and maybe that you could get him back? Well, I don't know if you take the chance of wouldn't sign him, right? Because, But maybe you do more to sign him before the March 7th deadline on the transition tag to get a deal done so you have those numbers firmed up and you know where it's going to be. Again, Tony Pollard's a, a case that we what we just talked about. 
you're, you're developing your own guys. You want to sign them and keep them. Uh, so maybe they, the Cowboys, in my mind, in my opinion, just my opinion, the last three, four years, they've been too slow to the uptake. And I'm not talking go. on the DAC one. Yeah. I'm not talking on the DAC contract specifically at all because they made DAC a fair offer in 2019 that would have paid him roughly the same as Wentz and, and Goff, two guys from his draft class. And he played it out where he wanted to wait and, and he got everything he wanted. So kudos to Dak and his team for, for how they operated that. But I, I think for the Cowboys, they need to be more proactive in getting their guys done. And I would do that here with Tony Pollard. And I'm not saying you got to spend, you know, 15, 14, 13 million a year to keep them, but maybe there's a number that you can come up with that makes it make sense on a three, four, even five year deal just for cap purposes that you keep him and then you can draft one of your guys because this is a two man job these days. And that's why the tag makes sense to a degree. But if you can get a free agent, I couldn't give you a name right now. Let's say a 750 yard free agent guy that is still up and coming, maybe not as good as Pollard. And then you draft a guy, well, then you kind of covered a little bit. And it, you know, we, we know what running backs value is and, and where they are on this offense and what they mean. Um, you know, I, I can see them not tagging Pollard, but I just don't think that sends the right message of if you draft and develop, you keep your guys. And if this buys sure. you time now, between now and March 7th workout a deal, between now and July 15th to sign that deal, I, I think that's something you have to do. Todd, what do you envision the Mike McCarthy play caller being like? <laughs> um. I mean, I, I kind of feel yeah, like that. One. Yeah, I kind of feel like though that you're going to get, you know, with Solari and then you know with Schottenheimer kind of setting things up for Mike. I, I just wonder, you know, do you have a, a vision of what he might be as he or what the offense might look like? So the the automatic thought is you go back to his last couple of years in Green Bay where it wasn't very good, yeah. but you forget the first decade that he had when it was very good. Right. So. Um, you know, it's, it's for, for, you know, as a kid who grew up in Boston, I remember Larry Bird in the beginning being able to run. Everybody else remembers Larry Bird sitting at the end of the bench, protecting his back and he couldn't move anymore. So it depends on which, what you want to fixate on as to what this offense will be. I, I think the decade of Favre to Rogers and a Super Bowl is, is probably closer to what it will be than it was at the end of his time with Aaron, where, they were butting heads. They weren't getting along, and the offense got kind of stagnant. Um, I think this could be a good thing for Dak. I think this could be a good thing for, for CD and a good thing for the offensive line just to have new voices and new ways of going about it because this has been all that they've all really ever known. Um, so this is Mike McCarthy getting his wish as to something that Jason Garrett never got at the end of his time. If this is going to be on me, put it on me. And Mike has told us a thousand times, he misses play calling. He misses the, 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 the element of going head-to-head against somebody and proving that you're, you, you're better than the guy across the field from you. Um, I'll go with what it looked like early in Green Bay as opposed to what it looked like at the end of Green Bay. It's Todd Archer with us here in the G-Bag Nation. W- what do you think their confidence meter is in, in Michael Gallup and, and him returning to form uh, after that injury? Yeah, well, forget their confidence meter. It has, it has to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, and if it doesn't, then the contract extension that they signed him to last year was, was not the right play. And 
we, we can always talk about it's the second year off of a major knee injury is when you kind of revert yourself back into form. And I don't doubt, doubt that Michael will be uh, raring to go in shape, fired up, attack this off season, do everything he needs to do to find that form again um, and, and be better than what he was last year. Uh, but if I'm the Cowboys, I'm also getting myself some protection. And I don't mean I'm going to go get a James Washington type and draft a Jalen Tolber type. You have to almost prepare for the fact that his best days are done and you've got somebody ready to go, not just Noah Brown, not just Jalen Tolbert, not James Washington, but a legitimate guy. That's why wide receiver is at the top of the list. And, look, it's not going to be in free agency week. Just dust off those – just cross off those names that, that everybody's going to think of. Uh, I, I think it will be an early-round wide receiver that, that they have to take. Could it be one? I know, Broadus, you love the Tennessee kid. Is that too early for him? No, I don't think so, Todd. Not at 26. No, not at all. So that, but but then you get into the cornerback situation. Well, yeah. heck, heck, you got Jordan Lewis. Who knows when he's going to be able to play again? You got Diggs' contract situation we talked about. You got Anthony Brown, who's a free agent coming back from the Achilles tear. Will Kelvin Joseph be on this team? Um, who else? We got, and you got Deron Bland. So of their five corners that I just mentioned, the most secure guy you got, at least under contractual uh, issues, is Bland, a rookie. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I think corners that at or near the top of the list as well. Now, uh, is, is it inevitable that they're going to do the uh, the restructure or extension or whatever on, on Dak to alleviate his cap hit? I think so. Uh, I would say more of the restructure than the extension at this point, although we'll see. You know, Steven said at the, at the Senior Bowl that he can see Dak for another 10 years as this team's quarterback. I'll take him at his word. That means that they they would be open to an, uh, an extension. I, I mentioned that to Steven at the opening press conference at training camp where we were in Oxnard, if that's something that they would look, yeah. look at, and he said yes. Um, but I think it probably makes more sense. The most sense is maybe do nothing and just carry the $49 million cap figure and figure out elsewhere how to make it work from a salary cap's perspective. The, the likeliest point is probably restructure and gain the $22 million that you can and then put this all into the he has to get it done this year because, again, I mentioned history of, of guys with DeMarcus Ware and Dez. Well, history also tells you if a quarterback has been this your team's starting quarterback for this long and he's not taking your team to an NFC title game or Super Bowl by now, he's likely not ne- – he's never going to do it. So it does why double down or triple down in this case and, and extend it out again? That's something that I would think they would be thinking about. But and that's why I think restructure this year to gain the cap space, even if it messes muddles the cap here up in 24 and 25, that you're in a situation where you can draft a guy to be Dak's replacement in 24 or 25. Todd, do you think that when you get to uh, Indianapolis, the combine, the end of the month, and stuff like that, that a lot of these questions that you're having right now are going to be answered? Hell no. <laughs> really. <laughs> No, um, they're going to do what they always do. They're going to have guys come in and on and off the bus and talk to them about contracts. And they're going to be like, I can't believe that guy wants that much money. Mm. Oh, maybe we can get this guy back on this kind of a deal. Um, But will there be any firm answers while we're up in Indianapolis? It would be, it would stun me if if there are firm answers on, on the, on a, not the Pollard decision on the franchise tag, but, 
it would stun me if they ever contract extension really with any of their 19 unrestricted free agents, because when you're this close to the testing the market, unless the player just says, Hey, I don't want to leave. This is what I'll take. And the, and they, everything matches up perfectly. You do it. But if you're a player, you'd wait until you get to the open market, because let's say the Cowboys are offering you five a year. There might be some team out there that's going to give you 10 a year. So you take the 10 or at least bring the 10 offer back to the Cowboys. So, that's another reason why I think it's the, the combine is good to set parameters uh, on things. And, but I don't think anything will be finalized by the time they, they leave the combine other than putting the tag on, on Pollard and the other, look, we've not talked about it, but, or maybe you guys have, and I've missed it. Do you think about tagging Schultz again? That's 13 million bucks. Eh, it's a little rich, but it, and it's a good tight end class. Do you tag Donovan Wilson? Yeah, that's fourteen million dollars right there for a safety. I don't think I'd go that high. No, uh, but it, you know how they keep their own guys is to me a, a fascinating part. And I'll have a story later in the week on ESPN.com about how they should either stretch the budget, stick or stand stand pat with guys, or just simply let guys move on. There's there's a whole bunch of avenues that they can take that I think will set up. will tell you what they're thinking as to how they're approaching 2023. You know, Jerry came out and was kind of talking about how people do business and stuff like that. And do you think that was just lip service or was he, you know, are they really, like you said, you're going to give them some options and kind of walk us through what they might do. do you, you know, you're, I think you're being very thoughtful about this. I, I wonder if they are, are they just going to, they just always say that, that, yeah, we see what other people are doing and, but no, we're just going to do it the way we want to do it. Well, I think they're going to do it the way that they want to do it. Sure. And, and Jerry said incorrectly, pointing out that the Eagles went yeah, it was had an all-in yeah. year. That that now the Rams, if you want to say that, fine. You know, you're trading away the draft picks and taking on the contracts that you took on and things like that. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll grant you that one. But you can't say Philadelphia went all-in this year and, and win or else when they have two first-round picks this year. They still have a young team. They're going to have to rebuild that defense, especially the front, because those guys are are getting up there in age. Um, but no, I think the Cowboys have their plan and, and I don't think you're going to see them go out and do a branding car, set the market type deal on a free agent. Um, I don't see them last year. They played the, what would you, I guess it's still the low end of the market. Just get to the middle of the market. And I think you'd make people happy as opposed to just always looking to win the contract, win the deal, try and make your team better. Um, I think there's too much of, hey, they're trying to win the deal as opposed to trying to do everything they can. And I get one question I'll ask everyone out there. You said no one understands the size of the check that you would write to yeah. win a Super Bowl. Right. Prove, prove it. To prove us. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, so how, how do you prove that? How, you can't just say it. You, you got to go out there and, and kind of stretch yourself a little bit, which is what he did back in the day. And they've not stretch themselves in quite some time when it comes to spending money on outside free agents, which again, I'm not like the hugest proponent of that because we've seen it not work plenty of times. And you guys started talking about Washington. We've seen it work plenty of times there, not work plenty of times there. So, but I think there's a way to do more than just spend minimum salary benefit money on guys to improve your team and and find guys that can help you right so away. So you don't you and real quick, you don't see Payne then being an option here the defensive tackle from the Commanders. They're not going to go I can't. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, not going to spend twenty I, I million dollars a year on a defensive tackle, right? Right, because then it's twenty million a year that you're taking away from a guy that they've known for for however many years. So, I, I, Broadus, you've taught me, you've told me with Jerry, never say never. Yeah. So I'll never say never. I'll keep the door cracked, but I don't think you'll see Deron Payne coming through that door. If that's yeah. what anybody is wondering. Todd, you're a super beast. Thanks for the time. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. There he goes. Todd Archer, ESPN, ladies and gentlemen, always bringing the cowboy knowledge right here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.